Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to cover the use of strength in Aikido. It is something which is often frowned upon and discouraged, but I think warrants some examination. Before we start, I'd like to express my profound thanks to those who have contributed through the PayPal tip jar. Your support is deeply appreciated. I'd also like to thank those of you who support the show by subscribing to the Spirit Aikido online program. The program has almost 300 videos as of the recording of this episode. Most recently, the videos have covered some simple and direct techniques for dealing with clinches, inspired from both wrestling and judo. Also in my recent videos are ways to deal with a grab-and-punch attack, as well as someone who tries to pull you down into a guard position. There is a link to the program in the description. I invite you to check it out. Of course, giving this episode a like and subscribing to the channel helps too, and is greatly appreciated. I'd like to give a special shout out to Alan and Caprice who let me know that they are getting a lot out of the online program which is adding to their Aikido training. My goal was to provide material which was a bit outside the norm, giving people some new things to think about and work on. It was great to hear you are both enjoying the material. Thank you so much for the positive feedback. Now let's get on with the episode. Aikido is widely known for not using or requiring strength or power in its techniques. Sayings like, size and strength don't matter in Aikido or Aikido doesn't use strength, and of course, Aikido uses an attacker's strength and movement against him. These are common sayings and have been used for a long time. While these statements have some truth to them, they are also not entirely accurate. Taking each of them too far has led to poor training habits as well as reflecting a low level of martial understanding. This doesn't create a good image for the art of Aikido because practitioners are viewed as naive about fighting. While it's true that Aikido is not about becoming a fighter, we cannot end violence quickly without a full understanding of fighting and how it goes. You cannot overcome something you don't understand. Let's tackle the easy one first. Size and strength don't matter in Aikido. This is probably the sentiment which finds the most skepticism among martial athletes and fighters of all kinds. The reason is that it is well understood that size, weight, and strength are significant advantages. There is a reason for weight divisions in almost all martial sports. The most notable one, which doesn't, is sumo, and the sport is dominated by extremely large competitors. It is not impossible for smaller ones to prevail over larger ones, but when you look at most of the matches, and even more so at the champions, you can't help but conclude that size and strength does come into play. It's said of wrestlers that their strength and conditioning are major factors, making dealing with them extremely difficult. Wrestling is very much about skill as well, but any athletic endeavor is easier when you have good strength, conditioning, and flexibility. Wrestlers are some of the best conditioned athletes among the martial arts community. But should strength and conditioning be a factor in Aikido? I've seen many instructors teach the concept that if you are using strength, you're doing the technique incorrectly. This seems to urge practitioners to always give way to uke even when you have the strength to resist them. I believe this approach has led to an overemphasis on Tenkan movements and neglecting Irimi movements. It's curious to note that both Osensei and Koichi Tohei were known for being extraordinarily strong and powerful. Both men were renowned for using a light touch as well. Accounts vary. There is a statement by one of Morahai's students to the effect of, every time I touched him it hurt. Others say that you would find yourself on the ground without having felt being touched at all. I think these are indications that Aikido runs a wide range of how it works. It can go both ways or anywhere in between. It's my observation that many Aikidoka don't take physical conditioning very seriously, and many don't do any type of exercise other than what they do on the mat. 
If Aikido training is relaxed and slow-paced, it doesn't do a whole lot for conditioning the body. Not getting in decent exercise on a regular basis is a bad idea for any athlete. Really, it's a bad idea for any human being who cares about their body and wants to be healthy. When it comes to the topic of strength, it's always better to be stronger rather than weaker, or being in good physical condition rather than in poor physical condition. This applies not only to strength, but stamina, flexibility, and quickness. I say quickness because you cannot be quick if you are weak. Being able to move quickly relies on having strength. There are different levels of strength, not just the types of strength competitive weightlifters have. Athletes like soccer and tennis players have explosive strength. They are not bulked up with massive muscle, but are well-conditioned athletes. A certain amount of strength is needed for them to perform. Good footwork requires decent leg and hip strength. Staying balanced while being connected to someone requires a significant level of overall body strength and conditioning. That is, unless you practice with partners who offer no resistance or who go along easily with your movements. I've noticed practicing rolling and being uke is very good conditioning for the body's core. Unfortunately, many senior Aikidoka tend to avoid rolling and being uke. There's a certain amount of this which happens when you start leading classes, but it's good to make sure that you don't give up on these entirely. What about Aikido technique itself? Is strength required or should strength be used to execute technique? I've heard it many times stated that no, strength is not required nor should strength be used to execute technique. After a great deal of both reflection and experimentation, I think those answers are at best overstatements. They are not entirely accurate and are sometimes flat out wrong. The real answer is that Aikido technique requires a certain level of strength, but not too much. The reason being that most Aikido techniques are focused on using placement, movement, and leverage as force multipliers. Even with those advantages in place, you still need some strength to be multiplied. Remember, multiplying by zero results in zero. Of course we want to conserve energy. That's the major reason that we use advantages and force multipliers, so we don't have to use more strength or speed than necessary. We can never be sure how long we might need to keep going, so it's best to avoid using too much energy. Unfortunately, the most common way to conserve energy and not use strength is to train your ukes not to give resistance and to cooperate with technique. There are many times when ukes are scolded for not going along with nage. While it is never good to be a jackass and purposefully frustrate a nage, at some point it's necessary to add resistance and reality so nage can build their skills and capability. I mentioned earlier about how a great deal of Aikido seems to be dominated by Tenkan, which is turning out of an oncoming uke's path. Irimi is to enter, which is usually a type of interception. Nage steps forward and takes uke by surprise before they are in a solid position to deliver a decent attack. Intercepting attacks before they become effective is a crucial aspect of strategy. Quite simply, you cannot always count on being able to move out of the way. Perhaps you don't have the space to do so. Turning is also a more complex movement than entering, which is something else to potentially go wrong. I'm not saying that turning is not useful or appropriate, but I think entering and intercepting is preferred unless you are facing overwhelming incoming energy. This brings me back to the topic of strength. Let's say I'm faced with someone who is 6 inches shorter than I am, who weighs 60 pounds less than I do. They start to rush me. Why wouldn't I just enter and shove them back? It would make little sense for me to turn Tenkan and give way to them when I clearly have the size and strength to halt their charge. This is a very simple example, but I hope the point is clear. If you have an advantage, why not use it? The same could be said of skill, by the way. If you can skillfully end violence, why not do it? 
Remember, you're not there to play around. I've heard it expressed and taught many times that collisions are bad and should always be avoided. I believe this is a poor teaching, and if it is taken to heart, it eliminates a great deal of Aikido's most effective techniques. The only way to fully understand your own strength and ability to deliver power is to train it. Find out how much you can withstand and where your limits are. Your limits will increase as you work on them, but I think it's important to be able to estimate what you can and cannot handle. Knowing yourself and your capabilities is crucial in how you choose your strategy for dealing with an attacker or a potential attacker. Training with decent intensity against ukes who are bigger and stronger will do two things for you. One, it will make you stronger and more fit, and two, it will give you a solid understanding of your own capabilities and limitations. Both of these will serve you well when you are faced with a potentially violent situation. The chances you make the right strategic and tactical choices go up dramatically. Sun Tzu's wise words come to mind here. Know your enemy and know yourself, and in a hundred battles you will never be in peril. Knowing when it would be wise to apply power and when it wouldn't is wisdom. This is the essence of martial and strategic skill. As for technique itself, every technique uses some measure of strength to apply. If you get your placement, angles, and leverage just right, you don't need to use much strength, but you do need to use some to keep those advantages should you run into resistance. Resistance is natural in fighting and physical conflict. Strength is very useful when it comes to dealing with the unexpected. Practicing against resistance and evasion will teach you how to use both your skill and strength in the correct proportion. Also realize you cannot expect perfection in your form. We all make mistakes and you might find yourself in a position which is less than perfect. It's better to use a bit more strength and succeed than don't use it and fail. How much strength is acceptable to use? Well, that's a question which doesn't have a simple or universal answer. Some techniques require almost no strength and others require more. It takes a great deal of experimentation to find the most efficient form for any particular technique. It's very common to use strength to make up for bad form. This takes time and experience to notice and correct. It will happen in time. The statement, Aikido doesn't rely on strength, is based on the observation of how smooth and light and extraordinarily skilled Aikidoka is. Those who have said that Osensei would throw them without feeling anything would suggest this. You can effectively throw with the same techniques and have uke feel some contact pressure. Therefore, using or not using strength is not an indicator of whether someone is doing Aikido properly or not. It's certainly admirable when someone can use so little effort and still be successful, but it's not entirely necessary. The attitude that Aikido can only be perfection of form and that anything less than perfection is not Aikido is an extremely limited viewpoint. There's an old saying which applies here. Don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. Certainly we can always learn and do better, but if something works, then that's a good thing. I found one of the best ways to test out your use of form and strength is to work with an uke who is much larger than you and who is kind of clumsy. If they are not clumsy, ask them to be. Having them move unpredictably and with the extra weight will challenge you in a good way. If your movement, stance, or posture are off a bit, you will know right away. You can then practice how much strength you need to account for their weight and movement. It will correct balance and posture problems very quickly. It's interesting to note that many Aikidoka known for being highly proficient were also known for being extremely strong and well-conditioned. We must not think it is okay to be physically weak or in poor condition and that our Aikido will still be effective. You may very well find yourself in a situation which requires some strength in addition to good form. Why not have it to call on? 
There is nothing to lose and everything to gain by being fit and strong, and being willing to use it if necessary. Using strength should not be looked at as binary, that is, either good or bad. It would be wise to use only the amount of strength needed to succeed. A high level of skill will allow you to conserve strength, but realize martial arts are an athletic endeavor and require a measure of strength and fitness. Something to think about as you look at how to approach your own training. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this discussion. Stay tuned for more episodes. I've got some great stuff on the way very soon. In the meantime, enjoy your training.